Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. And today we are covering House of Dragon, the latest two episodes, season one, episodes seven and eight. That would be Driftmark and the Lords of the Tide. Um, going to have to ask you guys to excuse me. I am feeling a little under the weather. The, I only have a uh, sore throat issue, but it's um, sometimes my throat gets really dry and <clears throat> hard to talk. So if you guys hear that, that's that's the reason why. Um, <laughs> okay, right off the bat, right off the bat, uh, there is one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the series. This yep. dude has survived way longer than he had any right to. Doesn't and he have leprosy? I don't know what it is he has. I don't know if he has that stone disease that Sir Jorah had. Oh, but, um, he just he looks awful and he even survived in i thought he would die at the end of this episode but he somehow survived this too and yeah it's not he's not not looking good though i mean he literally looks like he's been used and abused (laughs) yeah oh yeah he's not looking good um so what (laughs) things are falling apart rather quickly didn't, and, we, uh, didn't we prophesize this last time that these next two episodes, everything was going to fall apart very fast considering the time yeah. jumps? And, and they seem to have done exactly that. Now, my, um, I do, okay, so I'd rather start off with a complaint and end on a good note. So I'm going to get a, uh, get aside my criticisms for these two episodes out mm-hmm. of the way. And the only criticism I actually have is for this latest episode, though, in that, uh, episode eight. Um, it seems a little bit more sloppy, l- little bit, uh, than the other episodes. This one seemed like they just kind of, uh, so Vaymond, uh, the prince, the sea, uh, sea snake's brother, mm-hmm. uh, them killing him off. I don't mind, but like, it seemed like a very sudden finality to a plot line that was just brought up this episode and wrapped up like half an hour later. Wait, you said they these- killed him off? Yeah, yeah, uh, Vaymond, right? Um, you mean um, Renarin's husband? Husband? No, not not Damon. Vaymond. Yeah, uh, that, that was her past husband before Damon, right? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Sir Lenor. Lenor, they oh, okay. fake killed him. Yes, that they was. Fake I, okay. I, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm talking about this latest episode. Yeah, okay, I, we're on the right page here because yeah. sometimes the names get like for me. Oh, dude, they start I, to like. They sound similar. So you're like, okay, well, uh, this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I also hate how everyone's naming their kid Aegon. Like, can we stop this already? Uh, <laughs> it, it's not good. Um, it seems, uh, it seems a little much. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah. So, uh, Damon killing Vaymond. <laughs> good God. Um, <laughs> That was I, I like how that scene played out, but the whole plot line because the, the plot line of Vaymond saying that I want to be Lord of the Driftmark, and so I can continue the uh, name of House Valeria, mm-hmm. was all well and good, and I it, it seemed believable to me until it just got wrapped up within the same episode, and right. it just, it seemed wrapped up a little fast, but at the same time, I, it's not the end of the world for me. Right, well, it, it, it was it was a little rushed. I'd yeah, have to say. it it felt yeah, it just felt really fast. Now, yeah, but I, I, the writing there did not seem bad to me. 
the only part where I felt the writing just seemed to stumble ever so slightly was at the very end where Allison is talking to of a series on his deathbed, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the prophecy, the prince that was promised and Aegon and all that stuff. Now she interprets that to be her talking or the him talking about Aegon, like their son, Aegon, their, their yeah. oldest son. Aegon. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest. I don't, that, that seems like bad writing to me. I because she actually believed that story. Now, if she like gives like a sly little evil smile, like "Oh wait, you know I can use this to my advantage. I can twist right. the story to my advantage." And like, right. oh look, he in his deathbed, he wanted to give the the uh, the the throne to his oldest son, which is Aegon. For by the way, right? Um, again, I'll call back. The only reason Rhaenyra has the throne is because at the time, Alicent did not have a son. So she, uh, he had given the inheritance of the throne to Rhaenyra years ago. So that's the only reason she has it. If Aegon had been born by that point, then there would have been no discussion about any of this. Exactly. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, uh, so now that we have that out of the way, um, if they, the writers had written it, or maybe it could be the actress for Allison, um, uh, who kind of fumbled the ball here a bit, but I, I don't think so. I think it was the writers. Mm-hmm. They made it seem like Allison truly believed the prophecy of the prince that was promised, the prophecy of the Song of Ice and Fire, was talking about her son, Aegon. Right. Um, and I don't... Um, that just seems very naive to me. So that... That again, I, I feel like the ball was kind of dropped there, storytelling wise. The, the the writing did not seem as tight or compact. I guess I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It didn't. It didn't seem like they really. They spent the critical time on it. Really. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, though, th- th- that's my really only, albeit minor, complaints. Um, and if that and if that's all your complaints, I mean, all in all, you're yeah, really not still, even really complaining. You're right. you're really not. You're just kind of have some grievances yeah. on how the writing was carried out. To me, you're just really critiquing it fairly, if, if I have yeah. to say so. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, back to the good stuff because the rest <laughs> of it is nothing but good stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, I, I just mm-hmm. love the show so much. Uh. So. Uh. If we're to jump back to the first episode, Driftmark, um, Lena, Princess Lena, has died. And so they're holding a funeral for her. And the funeral is very much uh, sailor-esque. You, yeah. know, you can tell the culture <laughs> is very heavily inspired by um, just, you know, uh, seafaring people. Right. So it, it makes sense. And it, not, not uh, unrelated to the Greyjoys, by the way. I... I could the Greyjoys, yeah, the Greyjoys have very similar, like you know, they they worship the drowned god. Their baptism basically is where they uh, dip them into the seawater. Right. Um, they believe very much in like the salt and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's just I don't know the this just reminded me a lot of the Greyjoys simply because they were both very seafaring, heavy, heavily culturally inspired people. So, right. Um, Kristen Cole it had basically no role 
in either of these episodes. This one, he had a little bit more in which he was just talking to Alicent, and mm-hmm. he seems very, again, heavy incel vibes. Like, um, he's so butthurt. Yeah, he really, he's like, dude, you got it once. You need to like move on. Like again, as men, you know, we get it. You, yeah, we get it. Dude. I get you're, it. You're but like, but move on. Yeah, uh, you're, you're done. <laughs> so. All of Allison's kids are pieces of crap, except the daughter. <laughs> she seems very prophetic. Like she, the way she talks, you can tell that she's prophesizing something. Um, they were talking about, uh, they were having a conversation about Luceres. No, not mm-hmm. Luceres, sorry. Is it Amond? Amond, yes. Amond, so, yes, Amond. So Allison's second oldest son. Right. Or her just younger son and he he said something about uh you know that he wanted a dragon and then in the background the daughter rena rena i think her name is mm-hmm. she said something like uh cut an eye or cost of an eye or something like that so she she can see the future she has some like mental ability she's in tune with something she has some powers for sure mm-hmm. um even in this episode um, the latest episode, sorry, the Lord of the Tides, when right. they were having the dinner, she said something about the floor, or the beast underneath the floorboards. So must be I'm, the dragon, no? Yeah, that no. I think I, I, you, you could think it's a dragon, and I'm not saying no because I just don't have anything to go off of. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's a dragon. I think it's just something a little bit deeper than that. Um, and, you know, you could be, you could be right. I mean. Again, this show is all about prophecy. I mean, really. I mean, you you definitely could be right when it comes to that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially with but, that motif being in this show so much. Yes. Uh, so the, the Driftmark episode I actually liked a lot. It was just so heavy on emotion and everything. And then Lenar, um, you know, burying his sister, Lena is someone that he hasn't seen in a really long time and him just kind of standing there in the ocean, just like crying. And then his, uh, his father goes up to his boyfriend and he's just like, you know, you need to go tell him to cut this out right now. Cut he's the crap us, out. Yeah. He's making us look weak. So he can't even like grieve over grieve his dead properly. sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this is not good. Like timing. It's not good. Uh, no, Anything. This has got to be tough for him, for oh, real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just years ago, right? His first boyfriend, Joffrey, was killed by her new wife's uh, Kingsguard. Right. And then here it is, six years later, hasn't seen his sister in a long time, and then she dies at childbirth at the hands of her own dragon. She she committed suicide, right? I mean, um, that's got to be crazy, too, because you're like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then he finally yeah. breathes fire on you. Like, yeah. that's tough. Dracarys. Um the so the big things that happened that I really liked, of course, being uh the fight between the children and then Amond getting that cut in the eyes. Because right. that was that just really set up for everything in the next episode. And my god, the older version of Amon looks so cool. He kinda looks like Damon. I mean, let's yeah, just be honest. Yes, he he does. kinda looks yes, like Damon. He does. Yes, he does. I hundred They had agree. to have done that on purpose. Um yeah, right, because he looks like his uncle, right? His his mm-hmm. father's brother. Yeah. Uh yeah, he looks really cool. Um I mean I could be wrong too. I, no, no. I I'm always very wrong. <laughs> I think they were definitely going for that, right? Because he's a younger brother. 
who's not really in line for the throne, so he's just like deadly dangerous, whereas his older brother is kind of like stupid. Where Viserys is not <laughs> stupid, he's just like a weak king who's just a good man. Aegon, on the other hand, is just not a good guy at I all. I feel bad he for He has no Viserys. redeeming qualities. Viserys, yeah, yeah, dude. He So to jump forward here a little bit, Viserys, um, that little last supper thing that they had, the last mm-hmm. dinner, Mm-hmm. Um, and he just wants everyone that he cares for his family, his, uh, you know, his brother there, his daughter, his wife, his kids, his grandkids. He wants them all there and to be happy with each other. Like seeing him just sit there and be happy, seeing them together like that. I was like, this is a good scene. And mm-hmm. we haven't talked about this much, but the actor for the series, he's good, dude. He's ah. very good. Um, Seeing him hobble onto the throne in the latest episode was, and you're talking about, and it it kind of depicts the same way that Alicent walked into that room, right? Yeah, it was powerful. You remember, it was very powerful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but man, uh, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if you saw the trailer for the next episode, but he is confirmed dead. Which I'm like, dude, yes. thank God finally. Because there was like three episodes in a row where I'm like, okay, he's going to die. Okay, he's going to die. Okay, he's going to die here. And he's just somehow he's like, hanging on, dude. Part of me wanted to just see him alive next episode just to see how how like they could make him look even worse next episode. Even older? <laughs> That's the, terrible. And you know what's crazy is that he outlived Corliss Valerian. That's that oh, yeah, blows I guess my he mind. Did. That Corliss <laughs> looked like you he was in good health. He's going on wars, he's going on these battles, and you know, he oh. looks so spry and whatnot. And then here, here's Viserys losing a, he's missing an entire arm. He has Probably fingers, toes. Yeah, and he looks so awful and he's still somehow surviving. It's just man. It's amazing what that uh Grand Maester medicine gets you. Yeah, except for except for healing, it does everything but heal, but heals you. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps you alive in a <laughs> like a state carcass. of suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sir Lenor, I know we're jumping around a bit, but this is just me picking up on stuff that we could talk about. Lenor, um, yeah. when he kind of recommitted to Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. and he said, like, you know, well, I will. I'll start raising our sons. I'm going to send my guy away to war in what is it? Fight the triarchy. I don't. I don't know what, but or the stepstones. I, I don't know. The stepstones. Yeah. But he he said I'll send him away and I'll recommit myself to you and I'll help us raise our sons. Like he this dude's just lost so much. He's beaten down so horribly and he's like, all right, fine. You know what? I'll do it. I'll do my duty. Whatever. Just get off my back. And and then for him to finally be free was. It's kind of satisfying, even though it came at the Agreed. expense of a guy's life, right? Like the guy that killed was just some no-name guy, and that guy was obviously innocent. Uh, but um, at first, okay, so what happened was when this whole fight started, right? When they uh, planted his death, basically, right? And I, at first, when I was watching this, I'm like, oh my god, the show just jumped into bad writing because this came out of nowhere. And I turned to my wife, I'm like, this is not good writing like this seems to have come out of nowhere like why would this guy who he loves who loves like uh lenor why would he suddenly turn on him and kill him like and kill him yeah this just makes no sense um and then my my wife is very apologetic she's like no no it's fine it's fine and then later we say like yeah it's actually 
uh, I was right. Haha, take that. Yeah, way. and I, I was uh, the same way. I was like, wait, this guy's just gonna die, and like, yeah, it just it didn't seem right until you figure out obviously that he's escaped. Right, right, and so my wife thinks that he's gonna come back. I don't think so. I think he's. You don't think he's gonna try to claim something no. or anything like that? No, nah, he. I don't think he. Because how could he? Right, like, yeah, that's he true. was king consort, right? He never really had the power. The only king kingly power he had was through Rhaenyra. So, and she's now married to Aemon or Damon. So, mm-hmm. he, he and he you know he he's he's fine. He's happy living his life into whichever free city he found himself up in. But I I don't think that he would risk coming back unnecessarily. That's that's too much. I think, um, right. So, like, I wonder, wait, so we never get to see, really, we never get to see how, like, how he knew that that was the plan. Yeah. Because so really, they staged, they, it, they yeah, staged they, it for the people to see it. Right. But uh, they did have conversation, right? Um, Damon and I think Lenor had conversation. And then Danor, Damon, my goodness. I, I know what you're talking about with all these names. Damon and... Lenor's guy, them two had a conversation as well that we saw. So I think we can probably surmise that there was some off screen conversations. Right. Um But it would be interesting to hear that conversation like, hey, we're gonna off you. And then he's like, uh no. And then he's like, Oh no, no, we're gonna give you a bunch of money and you can go be your be yourself somewhere else. Right. Like that conversation's gotta be pretty like, oh my god, I'm free. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, um, but it, it was okay. So a little bit more constructive criticism as well. This part I did not like either because it it went from him reaffirming his loyalty to Rhaenyra and raising their sons to like, all right, I'm out. Like, right. wait, okay, that's not that's not cool. He wasn't but, really that serious, but it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. But it, it just felt like that line of dialogue kind of felt wasted to me but i guess mm-hmm. if you interpret it a different way i could see how some people would like it because it's like he didn't do it out of actual love he just did it out of like i got nothing else to live for anyway so might as well, might as well. yeah um that's terrible yeah there so the high towers have done a really good job over the last six years so there's a six-year time jump between these two episodes right right and the high towers have done a brilliant job at really rooting themselves in court here where right. now you've got the queen who's basically running everything which right. I, I i just don't like her anymore like i thought you know what i can see where she's coming from a little bit i can maybe take her side on some things but as of like watching most of these episodes like i just don't like her anymore she kind of sucks I, allison yeah no i I agree with you. She sucks in the sense. What what part of her that you do not like? Like, I guess it's more so the fact that she's just kind of scheming and like, there's no honor, nobility, nothing. Like she's supposed to be the queen, noble, you know. But you know, she's just trying to shove her sons into this position of power when really they don't even want it. At least that's how I how I view them. Like they don't really want to be king, obviously. But you know, she's forcing it. She's forcing their you know 
Yep. No. And I, I, I think so. But it's also she if you look at things from her perspective, uh things are not exactly she she sees a lot of signs that if she does not remain on high alert that herself, her father, and her children are at risk. Like Rhaenyra has made a very clear bid for the throne. She initially did not seem to care for it, then all of a sudden in front of her eyes, Rhaenyra liked it. And then Rhaenyra has reasserted her desire to be king. So there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of And I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. So I and but at the same time she's done and seemingly will continue to do some more bad things. So I, I understand <laughs> your point of view as well. Cause she's not exactly innocent. I think, I think mainly the thing is when she like lost her mind and stabbed, stabbed the princess. I can never pronounce her name correctly. Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Yeah, Rhaenyra. Yeah. She like, that was like, like, that's just, I didn't like that at all. Like you could have, you could have picked a better, I guess the writers could have picked a better, like, like I would, I would have rather them fight instead of stab. Like I would rather them fist fought because like, I thought, I thought at first I thought Rhaenyra was going to die. I was sitting there. I was like, Oh, she's dead. She's dead. You just cut her whole arm open. Like she's just going to die from bleeding. But oh, no, obviously no. Then, yeah. I thought that was going to kill her. So, oh man. I mean, I was about to be super mad. I was like, well, what the heck? This is my girl. Yeah, I, I, um, I honestly would have been okay with Rhaenyra dying there, but it would have been <laughs> interesting for the actual just to see how everything collapses afterwards because that would have That's been a true. collapse, right? Right. As, um, right. but, um, overall, the the high towers, the way that they've really rooted themselves in, is just nothing short of brilliance. Um, and they've even right. gone as far as to really align themselves religiously speaking. Right, like they brought in the whole, mm-hmm. um, the seven, the light of the seven, and whatnot, the seven pointed star. They've replaced the Targaryen symbols with the seven. Yeah, and, and that, I that think, and then, sorry, go ahead. Isn't there an em- emblem? It looks like fire almost on their chest plates. No, it lo- it's not the fire. It's that seven pointed star. That's the so who symbol has the, of the who has the other ones. Who has? I'm trying to think. Um, Oh, you're talking about the the high towers. The, that's a high yes. tower sigil. Where's the tower? That, yes, the yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes. the so the high tower soldiers are also nearby as well, ready to fight, right? And I think it's just this is a, the the I do believe that the high towers intentionally align themselves religiously speaking, so they can continue this whole PR battle, right? Get gather as many allies as you can, right? Um, and I just think this was really, really well done. And you could see the the pieces starting to be laid on the board because now you have Valeria, House Valerian. At one point, it seemed like House Valerian was going to fall into civil war, right? With Vaemon mm-hmm. going against Rhaenys. Yep. But then now he's dead. So now all of House <laughs> Valeria is going to be joining Rhaenyra. High Towers are probably going to be getting help from, I'm going to, I want to say, Dorn, because Valeria so. and Targaryens they do not like the triarchy, but the triarchy is working and dealing with House Dorn. So I'm guessing the House Dorn is going to team up with High Towers. And remember, historically speaking, 
Dorne was the last house to actually kneel to Targaryen. Otherwise, they were actually fight. They continued fighting. Uh, so, right. Which I'm not sure would, how much of that would play into this, but so I'm willing to bet. But anyways, the House of Valeria, I think, is going to be going with Targaryen. Dorne going with Hightower. Lannisters up in the air. The North doesn't seem to be involved at all, which I think I like because yes. historically speaking, the North just is, has always been kind of an untamed, just big piece of and, land that is just like this is part of our kingdom but kind of not really so i mean are you are you upset that you haven't seen anything of the north or are you i'm more okay so with okay with it just because it fits the 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 story i think if they fit, actually um i'll even add in a third uh point i am i would actually be upset if they did throw in the north unnecessarily at this point because i feel like if they threw in the north right now it would literally just be to please fans for fan service hey look the starks are right there i and i don't yeah i think you're right that that's worth it because again what do you think about if they put them in in season two and three it it would have to fit the narrative it would have to fit like a plot line it would have to make sense because if you just uh throw it in right now like i said the north has always been seen as like kind of it's kind of like texas right it's always been seen as like its own little thing and it's been largely it's generally been untouched and you the starks kind of run it as the wardens of the north and like you do whatever you want with it right you you serve us but you know it's untamed it's like it's like they don't have to worry about it almost the starks have it like it's game over like you know what i mean like it's one of those things you mark off the list and you don't have to like you check in once a year yeah um i will Another thing to bring up, uh, Vagar. No, was it Vagar? I think it was Vagar, the big dragon that was Lena's. Yes. Um, he he seems to have no sense of loyalty. That dude literally just bonded with the first kid that had a guts to ride him. And of course, well, I'm mean, talking about Aemond. Uh, do you think? Do you, now here's my thing with that: is that do you think because of their blood and because of the family name or the bloodline that the dragon was just like, yeah, this makes sense. Screw it. Or, uh, well, I mean, I guess, uh, like I think the dragons will only agree to be ridden by one of Targaryen or Valerian blood. And that's, that, that makes perfect sense to me. But yeah, again, but, you know, you, you're so, going to, and he fits that checkbox, right? Like, right. So, but no, I, I just kind of figured that he would kind of naturally pass on to either Lena or sorry, Reyna or Bela, the two daughters of Lena. Right. The Damon's Good daughters. God. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, these names are just. Yeah, dude, the names get. That's why I have to like, I'm going to start writing them down. Yeah, this, this is a lot. And it's, please stop naming your kids Aegon. Um, yes. I've been seeing so many memes about that. They're like, they're like, it's like a meme and there's like eight pictures of the different, um, Different people in the show, and she says, Aegon, Aegon, Aegon. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, um, someone said that, like, there's a prophecy about Aegon, you know, being the prince that was promised. If we name enough people Aegon, then the prophecy will come true, right? That's true. I mean, so who was who was the prophecy about? Wasn't it wasn't Jon Snow's name Aegon? Yeah. Yes, it was. So, yes, it so, was. I mean, so really the prophecy... The prophecy had... was right. I'm not saying it wasn't, but, like... 
So you have Allison's son, his name is Aegon, and then <laughs> uh, Rhaenyra actually has twins, also named Aegon and Viserys. So Aegon, 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 yeah, you can't get like, away from that name, it, dude. Please. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to touch on when Viserys was like hobbling over to his throne, and then he kind of like stumbles a bit. Kingsguard rushes in to help him, and he's like, "It's okay, I got it." And then he drops his crown and. Damon's again there. gets helped up to get the crown and he's like i said i got it but then he looks and it's damon and i'll be honest i did that scene got me right like these two brothers have been on two ends of a misunderstanding i don't want to say misunderstanding like these their personalities crash clash a lot right, right? But and this never- is where i start to like feel for damon i'm like okay he's not all just terrible yeah, and we, we've seen that for a while now, right? That we've seen that uh, Damon is not, he has redeeming qualities. Like, he's not a great guy. I'm not going to act like he's, he is, <laughs> but he has redeeming qualities. Right, right. And he really, really has always cared for his family. He's always very much cared for his brother. We saw that, remember, I think in episode two or three, when the sea snake, uh, Corliss, was making fun of the series, and he's like, hey, that's my brother, man. Only I can talk crap about my brother. Right. And then so, he's like, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. We, we, so we saw it very early. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I just wanted to bring that up because, man, it that scene really got to me. And you could see Damon's face every single time of a series was kind of like wheezing or breathing really heavily, clearly in terrible, terrible pain. You could see that Damon was not um, comfortable with that at all. Like, right he really did feel bad about his brother so that and 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 when i saw the trailer and he kind of for this episode and damon was essentially saying like you're leaving him alive like out an act of mercy pretending to be an act of mercy when i saw the trailer i thought he was saying that out of his own ambition to become king right or i guess king consort but he's not He's saying it, when I actually saw the episode, I think he's saying it out of concern for his brothers. Like, you're leaving him alive, like, in this vegetative state, basically. He can barely breathe. He needs milk of the poppy every single day just so he doesn't face excruciating pain so so he can sleep. It's better to just let him die. And I think after watching the episode, I I realized, like, yeah, he's saying this out of kindness, out of of love for his brother, not out of uh, desire for the throne and i mm-hmm. i really like that that one that really got to me so the this episode was massive massive feels mode um is there and it's setting us up for the next like big it's setting us up for the big boom yeah. ultimately i i i i'm because next episode is episode what nine so I, I'm assuming the next episode is going to be because episode nine is generally for those of you who are new to Game of Thrones. Maybe you've been through all of Game of Thrones, so you've never actually looked at the episode numbers. Episode nine generally is where things really explode. So. Um, just wait for the explosion, I guess, because generally what <laughs> how they how they structure it is that there'll be a big battle or a very big scene on episode nine. And episode 10 is usually the ramifications, the aftermath of 
of the set of the, event. Of, yeah, of yeah, of the set events and then kind of like a finale for the season. Like and that's why Game of Thrones has always been considered very good. Every episode just feels very tightly packed, condensed with a lot of information, a lot of plot, character details. Mm-hmm. And then episode 9 is usually a big explosion, then episode 10 really does have a good finality to it. A lot of right. TV shows will do this where the season finale is kind of like they they leave in a cliffhanger, which Game of Thrones does as well, but it does give you a sense of this is a proper season finale. Where a lot of shows, I feel like the there is a finale to it, but it feels kind of lazily done. It's just like, right. okay, the invasion is starting. Okay, we'll stop right there. It just doesn't feel very finale-esque. More so, it just feels like cliffhanger. It's like, all right, join us next time for the actual war. It's like, oh, okay, right. man, like uh so i don't know the game of thrones do in my you, opinion now what about like now what if they needed to do it kind of like expanse did it they i think the expanse did the you know cliffhangers really well yes uh so, expanse, I mean, expanse is also written in such a way where the finales of each season you okay i guess the best way i could describe it is where the finales of game of thrones seasons felt like they were good stopping points where even and this sounds blasphemy to say even if there were no seasons <laughs> following that season you could, that was at least okay. I'm cool with stopping there. Um, right. For example, if you stopped after uh, season one, episode ten of Game of Thrones, and I don't want to say what happens, just you know, in case someone here for whatever reason is watching House of Dragons without Game of Thrones, in which case, stop listening to this. Go watch Game of Thrones first. Uh, but <laughs> if you watch season one, episode ten of Game of Thrones, and you kind of just let's just say the show got canceled after that, that's still a good enough stopping point. Right. Um, where And Expanse is like that, too. Like, the opening of the Ring Worlds in Season oh. 3. If the, if the show stopped right there, which, by the way, that is where the show did get canceled. So it was, um, you know, it literally was a finale uh, for what it's worth. But each season, except for, I would say, Season 5 finale of Expanse. But we're getting into the details here. You guys get my point, I hope. Each right. season finale in Game of Thrones has always felt like a completed movie. That's probably the best way I would put it. It's, it felt like the ending of a movie. A lot of TV shows don't leave their finales as ending of a movie more so. Okay, we're going to stop the story here. Next story, we'll pick up on the cliffhanger that we just gutted you with for the next year. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, enough gushing about the show. Next episode, we'll be covering episodes 9 through 10. Mm-hmm. And so that should be the the final two episodes. And episode nine is called the Green Council, and episode ten is the Black Queen. Which ooh, whew, the Green Council that makes me that to me that sounds like a lot of high tower symbolism, you know, with the whole green. Um, I think you're right. But regardless, we shall see. I hope you guys are enjoying this show as much as we are because, oh my god, we're enjoying this show so much. Um, Too much. Yeah, like if I don't get to watch it the night of the release, I will watch it basically the next day and yeah, it's I, I've, it's kind of weird to say, I can't wait to rewatch this series. Yep. And we're not even done with season one and I'm like, I can't wait to rewatch this series. It, it, it's I just, think... So I think I'm gonna rewatch it like when it's when this first season's done. I actually think I'm gonna rewatch it um right away. Right away. Yeah. 
So it's funny you say so that because I, I was actually thinking the exact same thing. It'd be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll about do it from us for that episode. Catch us all next time. Thank you, everyone.